Thank you, Bad Mary, for that too sweet play-in. And welcome back, all you four-color book aficionados. Funny book, even. Charlie has scared the bejesus out of me. This is U.S. Comics Cast, Chapter 3, HQ, for all things comic book related. I am John Rivera, the CEO and co-founder of U.S. Comics. March 17th. St. Patrick's Day, a fitting day for a podcast, but this podcast has a host that the city deserves and needs. That co-host, that C-O-O, is Vengeance. I am Vengeance. Vengeance is me. Welcome, one and all, Uh, to our moody, moody... The Batman Review. Anyone would lose good damn money on any number of these newly official and legitimate online betting sites if they said that John and Charlie spend even two seconds pre-gaming these shows. Charlie has effects. He's got lighting going on. He's got new copy. And John is sitting over here with a proverbial thumb up his ass but you know what though i am damn loving it happy comic book day vengeance i mean coo charlie happy saint patty's day and a happy perm to you sir and the multitudes watching and listening if you dig this episode if you are not scared to hell like i am at any point just go ahead and feel free to drop a like follow comment pour us a green beer Feed us a triangle-shaped cookie. We accept all forms of tribute. Charlie slash vengeance. What's the haps? Well, here's the thing. You have props. You have swords you bring to That's the show. True. It's That's it's valid. not like it's not like I brought music with me. I feel like that was a there it is. There it is. The kid is coming correct with 16-bit soundtrack like a monster well that's so that we don't that's so that we don't get stopped by the owners of nirvana's catalog fair uh, enough i'm gonna you know what i'm going to use my podcast powers i'm gonna get rid of the rain we're rain <laughs> Look at free this. oh now he's storm. just like that just like that let's not bury the lead any any longer my beautiful comic book loving brother put him mm. up let's give the people what they want the batman Mm. Is it going to rise from the ashes of a wet and just somber as fuck Gotham? Or yeah. will it succumb to the 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 puns coming out of an ice man's which, mouth? Which one was good and which one was bad? I'm I'm even more scared, but it really it's really really depends on your mood and ooh, bam! Boy, oh, oh boy. I loved loved love this flick man easily i'll go ahead i'll i will i'll put it fully out there easily easily not even close my favorite depiction of batman i am a hundred i am a hundred percent with you the only giant that um that can topple uh this massive bucket of film win 
uh, is the animated series, which does not count. Yeah, but because even is, there, even their cinematic. cinematic. Well, their their film, Mask of the Phantasm, for me doesn't work as a movie. Movie works mm. as a great extended episode. Yeah. Um, with with that said, I do want to know because I think it's very important on the show. We try our best to avoid talking about absolutes oh. there is no good and bad there is simply opinions and what brings you to those conclusions so i think it's very very important john what was your reigning defending and knocked out now what was your previous favorite batman film the nolan flicks uh specifically batman uh big batman begins unlike you um i enjoyed it in its totality i i didn't check out after he quote unquote became Batman, I I really enjoyed his transition to Batman, uh, and Christian Bale obviously is a very gifted uh, actor, uh, but I I even enjoyed uh, the story arc and his Batmanification uh, in the second half of the flick. So yeah, it was for me it was Begins. That was the uh, a lot of people like Dark Knight Rises, blah blah blah. I like Begins. <laughs> My favorite was still, and, and I got many hugs from the Batman, um, but one of them was that my favorite Batman film prior to this was Batman Returns, which also featured Catwoman and the Penguin. Hmm. Penguin scared the shit out of me. Catwoman is why I grew a mustache so young. Um, there was something about how enjoyable batman returns is even by comparison to the to the classic batman yeah well, well let me let me clarify though because yeah the 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 question is kind of like a two-parter there's like what's your favorite batman movie and what's your favorite batman depiction yeah so though those are not the same because my favorite depiction of batman is specifically in begins but my favorite batman movie uh, just like you, I, I loved, and that was really, I think, to this day, the the bad guy duo that did it best. Really. Yeah, I, th you there's know. something special about that combination. It was true then. It proved to be true now. But to direct traffic just a little bit, let's yeah, start please. with the man himself. Um, he is a man of of just wonderful if not very very emo musical tastes commissioner uh, gordon his, we'll get to him oh, oh i really my, did my love bad. the commissioner but let's start with with the 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 man that needed a the to precede his title uh let's I'm gonna talk start, about i'm gonna start doing that please what do you mean? i'm gonna be the john rivera like even when i'm like self-introducing Hey, how you doing? Oh, Steve, your name is? Uh, my name is the John Rivera. For me, it's a th it's a throwback to the rock in wrestling. Like, he just always spoke in the third person. So <laughs> it works for me. But let's talk about uh, vamp former vampire boy, now total emo stud, uh, oh. the Batman. You guys are the worst. Uh, what? Uh, Mr. Pattinson, uh, if you're nasty, what did you think about his performance as the Batman? Well, first and first, mostly, let me go ahead and on record say that this is the only, at this point, the only acceptable play on words that I will allow in my immediate presence without getting smacked upside the head if you try to use it uh, within like a solid, like two and a half feet, let's give or take. Uh, he's officially 
Robert Battenson. And oh! no one else is allowed to use any kind of play on words. Uh, I thought he was fucking great, man. And truth be told, uh, we talk about trailers most often, more often than not, not really setting you up for what to expect when you sit down to see the flick. If a trailer is meant to just get you in the seat, then I don't ever have to watch a trailer because <laughs> I already know what I'm seeing and what I'm not going to see. Regardless, the trailer featured, to me, none of these tremendous acting talents. The trailers featured that terrible goth kid from South Park hair. And it was infuriating to me. I was like, I will, I'm going to hate, hate, hate this movie. Mostly because I just envisioned, they didn't show it ever happening. And to, to their credit, it never happened in the flick. I just sat there imagining fucking Bruce like, oh, Selena, this, we can't make this happen. It's, we're from two different worlds. And just flicking the hair back like a little bitch boy, I was not going to like it. And it never happened. And the hair yeah. was still a little too swoopy for my taste. But I thought, I thought Battenson, I thought he did a dope job, man. I, I mean, I, I loved this performance. Now, I have very, very strong feelings specifically about how they depicted uh, the Batman versus the Bruce Wayne. I'm just going <laughs> to add a the to everybody because oh, apparently it was the Catwoman as well Dude, uh, and the you're, Penguin. You're and devaluing now my marquee value on the John I, Rivera. I, Watch I, your I did ass. It well, sorry, that's my bad. I, I, I don't <laughs> want our, our people on, uh, on the Facebook chat to turn on us. We yeah. are, just so you guys all know, we are live right now uh, on Facebook. We are live on Twitch. We are live on YouTube. So throw in your opinions, your suggestions, your questions, and we'll do our best to get all of them. Chris, I see you. We're going to get to that question in just yeah. a little bit. But... Ellis is just angry that he's no longer my favorite The Batman. That's Ellis, true. You're still a solid number two and a half, bro. That's true. That that's just just factual based on Facebook profile <laughs> photo alone. Did but you catch what I cousin loved... Paul's comment? Because it is from the heart. <laughs> Get me a lozenge. <laughs> God damn! Start uh... stop wrestling the steering wheel away from me. <laughs> My bad. So one of the things I love though, there was no bat voice. I I I I still don't love the suit because it's very like. What if Batman's bulletproof? Like, that kind of defeats the purpose of Batman. I like a little bit more ninja with my Batman. But what I loved most of all was this wonderful depiction of a non-existent Bruce Wayne. There is no secret identity that's developed. If you talk to Bruce Wayne, you're probably going to be like, Motherfucker, are you the Batman? Because this motherfucker, like, just talking about his hair, right? Which is this very, like, goth kid hair. But to me, and I and I fully admit, I give films way too many like bonus points based on my own yeah, imagination. Dude, like you sit down to watch these movies with a yellow legal pad <laughs> it's and true. a very sharp pencil. You're like, I I, mm -hmm, I just mm -hmm, feel mm -hmm. like when he fir when he was like on page one of his journal, which I love that he's just like keeping like five like nightly files with his amazing like bat camera like, like he's that got a just... my little my little journal with a little <laughs> little key heart-shaped lock just like me exactly but what i what i really dug was the idea in my head of he's just not really taking care of himself so his hair is long not because he like went to a salon and was like give me the my own actor haircut it feels like he would have like buzzed his head two years ago and he just hasn't 
cut his hair since. Yeah. There was such an honesty to well, this character kind of lost. Did you in... notice, like, he he was the equivalent of all of us as little kids on snow days. Because, like, the most exciting thing, well, not the most, but one of the most exciting things about snow days is a if there's no school you're like fuck yes <laughs> then b you're like we're going outside stay home from school because it's too dangerous to be outside immediately gear up and run outside so when he does that like equivalent and gears up in his like bat version of like the snow jacket the yeah. scarf wrapped 50 times what we all did coming in the door we lazily kicked off the boots but then we wore our snow shit inside for way too long. Sweating both, like losing weight because you're sweating so much, but your snow gear is still on. That's what he did. What? That's what Battenson did. He got back to the mansion. He's like, yeah, no, this is good. This is yeah, fine. Was... I don't have to take it off. He hung out. We saw Batman as Batman, like literally, visually, more than I think in any other flick and some of them combined it was yeah. crazy it was it was really really just special what they constructed and again for me it all really came down to the fact that bruce wayne as a secret identity hasn't really had to exist yet they're just now they make it very clear that cracks are starting to show up when alfred is like bitch you gotta show up at some point somewhere asshole you don't go out you don't do shit he all but was like, they're going to fucking know you're the Batman. He's like, Ask you, we're the only people with money in this Precious, whole town. It's you and listen me. Listen to me. You have to go outside, not with pointy ears. Sometimes. Sometimes you got to get out there, dude. I, I absolutely loved that in these two years, he very quickly realized he kind of had to have a relationship with the cops his relationship with jim gordon i'm gonna go completely against what ellis said here ellis in the facebook chat said batman's supposed to be a ninja that lifts weight this is not a very good depiction of batman at all this was a was a guy in a bad suit hanging out with cops him and jim gordon are literal best friends <laughs> they're best friends ellis they like your, your friend is going to show up at your job, sometimes with a sandwich, sometimes just trying to fucking help you solve riddles. Sometimes um, I, you show up just with mustache envy and like yes. it's more of a frenemy situation. That, no, that, I, I agree with you that like their their connection is um, like there's a, a closeness there. But in the comics, I think what has developed has been more like a like a like that mutual respect where they both know where each other are coming from but they're they're not going to like bat picnics and and, and stuff like that or bowling in the bat league uh so i i don't know i personally i, I think that the truth is somewhere uh in between nah, man, my... now i'll tell you this tell me now i far 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 preferred the thinner practical musculature musculature um of uh of the pattinson batman to like the fucking bloated you know we were talking about like the the frank the the frank version of uh of the affleck bat batman who like in that suit in particular that's a dude that cannot wipe his own ass he can't twist around to get the torque as the guards would say the heavy chevy would be a dirty smelly one because he cannot wipe his cheeks it's not going to happen. So I hate, and I love the Frank Miller Batman stories naturally, 
but that depiction they're like super <laughs> thick steroid neck like giant you know schwarzenegger arms but like he's thick like a capital h in the frank miller comics and that's I, that was the first thing that i thought when i saw the ben affleck version i did not like it i like this uh svelte uh, version because uh, he's a, he's like yeah he can kick ass but he can also swing through the fucking air he's more of um uh, uh jordan a contributor jordan uh he refer and has a huge batman fan he refers to batman more of like he's a fucking gymnast you ever see like during the olympics you see like these gymnasts dude they look like they can rip a telephone book in half <laughs> but on the same token they could jump like 20 fucking feet in the air twist themselves into a human pretzel uh, and go hang out with the, you know, with the floor, the floor gymnast after the fact. They got, they got it all going on. So I, I far more preferred this like slimmer version. One thing I really loved about this film before we jump over to other characters yeah. was that this to me felt like what they were trying to do with Man of Steel they did very successfully with the Batman. Let me get they to made my a point, good though. movie as opposed to Man of Steel, which was <laughs> no, a very no, what, bad movie. Uh, uh, I agree. Oh, with you that, meant but... they made a movie about a character that they understood as opposed to Man of Steel, where they made a movie about a character they had no fucking clue about. Well, I felt what like they. What I feel like what they borrowed from Man of Steel, but had a the credits, much better the way payoff, the credits rolled from top the way to bottom. That the credits that's scroll. the only fucking thing they had in common. What they borrowed from it was this notion of <laughs> a year two Batman is going to fuck up a decent amount. Dude. The truth is, this version of Batman pulls and, and i don't mean to upset you with this hot take but he kind of pulls an indiana jones where like everything happens the way it was gonna happen <laughs> everything happens the way it's gonna happen almost in spite uh, of like if batman didn't show up to medium. work um, look let me tell you something how many times in a batman flick or in any not even a comic book flick in an action adventure flick how many times you can count them on one hand where you're like, that's a bad idea. I wouldn't, no, <laughs> don't do that, hero of the story. And like in this one, several times I'm like, mm, no, Batman, don't do that. Ooh, don't go in there. The cat is in there. Ooh. It happens several times. Dude, when he, this, and this for anyone who hasn't figured it out, two weeks after the fact, this is spoiler heavy as yes. fuck. This is heavy like Frank Miller's Batman was definitely heavy as fuck. <laughs> So when Batman is escaping from like the fucking police surrounded building that's like two hundred stories tall, that was awesome. He he bounced around. Uh, I'm dating myself just a little bit. <laughs> Do you remember the cartoon opening of Electric Company? The the no, animated I'm like I'm young. You're not that my young. Future, my you, future's in front they, of me. They pull back like a, a pinball machine and the animated is like pam 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 pam. Dude, that's what he did flying up that stairwell i was like mm, that's gonna black and blue bro he's gonna well, peach up after too, this shit i love the idea that somewhere in this film's universe in his suit he packed like a squirrel glider suit that he's like i'll just pull these two tabs and i'll be in it quick and i'll be able to escape and everything's going fucking great except homeboy's aim just he was too Ethan. busy He's like, Just, oh, this is so much easier in the Battle Royale that I play yes. online. Oh, no. Holy shit, did I love the whooping he yeah, took. Good, but also, it feels very much at, like, every turn, they go out of their way to show you that despite what some of the Batman fans try to shoehorn, 
Batman can fucking die. Batman can fuck up. Batman can go down the wrong road. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ultimately, it's like Catwoman is the one who finds the person that they need to find because she was doing True. Catwoman shit. Well, and well then... let me let me let me ask you this, just Please. so that we can um we can hone in a little bit. So I agree. I had I got the impression that while this is definitely a very capable uh, Batman, like a, just whatever, take the Batman moniker away for a second. Just so he's a He's a very capable vigilante because there's other things going on in that world. Uh, certainly very capable. Fucking better than me. It would have been. I would have been in the lobby of like, you know what, guys, my bad. This was a bad idea. Do what you gotta do. Uh, call my brother Charlie. Uh, he's also known as Vengeance. You can hit him <laughs> up directly. He'll be here very quickly. Um, but I, I got the impression of like, this isn't Batman as Superman. This isn't Batman as 007. As like that, like. Like, all calm, cool, and collected. I've yeah. got this. With enough preparation, Batman could beat Jesus. Like, no, what are you talking about, Batman fans? There was none of that, which I loved. It was Batman as MacGyver. Right? Yeah. Batman, he had the self-assurance to walk into, voluntarily walk into, basically any situation that this flick threw at him. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it, I'll figure it out. This was Batman on the fly. And we've talked about this multiple, multiple occasions. We have both been waiting for the fucking Dark Knight detective. The world's greatest detective, right? That's just another one of his multiple monikers. He earned that shit this time. Like, he was detecting shit. He was this close to a Sherlock hat. With the giant over fucking sized, uh, uh, you know, um, magnifying glass and maybe a basset hound if uh, you had a little bit extra room, like a little doggy door at Stately Wayne Manor. I really fucking dug it, man. I love their approach. Yeah, me too. And also, just before we move on to, to the next character, one thing I took a lot of umbrage with because I did that very, very unhealthy thing where I saw, I saw it twice actually. Of course it is. And after the second viewing, I was like, I want to see what other people are saying. It's on like and, HBO in about five minutes. So, And I'm going to watch it a third time then. <laughs> um, but only I'm going to take like a proper pee break as opposed to the weird bat shuffle I did to Dude, try to piss quick in this three-hour three, runtime. Three fucking hours is, uh, is enough to make anybody piss their pants. And if you stuck around for that right in the pooper fucking after credits moment... Oh, you definitely would have pissed your pants and you would have been angry about it. Not for ruining your pants, but that you wasted time. Exactly. But um, what I really, really, like, super, super appreciated was you got to see, like, how this guy can be the Batman that you kind of project him out to be in 10 years or 15 years. Well, you could could see it. The writing was on the wall. Yeah, but what's great is, like, Alfred being like, well, I was fucking around with this while you were taking a shower. And Alfred was way wrong, but it was like, oh, that's a fucking interesting idea. And that leads him to being like, remove all that shit, and you solve the puzzle that way. Alfred's There's like, so... you probably shouldn't wear any jewelry in that bat costume. <laughs> I'll hold it. <laughs> yeah, so like, is this place my dad's drawers you're wearing in the hospital? <laughs> um, but what I really, really like loved was that this felt like such a a truly um i it seems like the people behind it 
fucking love Batman without putting him on a pedestal. So they were willing to to point out like this motherfucker has things wrong with his head and like huh. maybe it's genetic um but like clearly he's not okay. And All also of it, the though, end of the film he literally like his... says for 2 years I've made this city worse. Hmm. What? You're going to admit that movie? That's been the long, that is the most boring fan theory ever is like, well, you know, Gotham would be better without Batman. And the movie's like, yep, now let's see what the fuck happens. Well, well, the, the oh, aspect, I can't wait. The aspect that I really loved, I mean, you can apply it to any, any, any character that decides to take matters in their own hands, right? The vigilante of it all. The vigilante of it all um, is... You, while you, you, you do what you do to address the issues of the moment, but in doing that, you've introduced a new element that didn't exist there before. It's like when somebody gets a pet fucking fish and they can't handle it. So they, you know what? I'm just going to dump this thing in the pond, uh, you know, in the backyard. And then that fucking fish ends up devouring all the natural fish in that pond. That's Batman to a certain degree because he ends up creating issues that did not exist before he stepped foot. So Batman didn't enter the scene because everything was fucking perfect. He didn't he didn't show up and start doing stuff dressed as a flying rodent because it was Metropolis. He did it because Gotham was a fucking was problematic to say the least. Gotham was about to be canceled. So he said, "I'm going to have to do what I got to do." But he ended up fucking creating people like the Riddler. Fucking people like probably also as well as the Joker who's just laughing his balls off in just, Arkham at towards the very end. Just now, having I a good old this. time. Well, I, I want to ask you this before we move on yeah. from, the man, from the man in the leather pants. Um, realistically, truthfully, or truthishly, because this is a somewhat fictionalized show. What did you expect? Not as from the movie, because as we know, a movie can still succeed even if certain elements of it are not our favorites. Did you think that you were going to like Patton, a Pattinson? Did you think you were not going to like him, or did you th were you unsure? I thought I was going to like him. Why? Uh, recently, I saw him in a bunch of interviews, and he just struck me as as a much different i've seen some of his like quote unquote indie films so i know he's a capable actor but having seen him in some interviews i've also seen this guy who seemingly was all in which mm -hmm. i really appreciated and i do feel like certain people can will even a shitty role into something decent ryan reynolds when he played deadpool in the the wolverine movie that movie shit that character shit but there are moments in it where Deadpool you're like, hey, you're saying not not Deadpool when he was in Wolverine, fake when he Deadpool. was in Wolverine before they like sewed his mouth shut. Yeah, fake Deadpool. Um, he Unnamed was still Deadpool. Deadpool. He was, no, he was called Wade Wilson. Unnamed what? Uh, unnamed Deadpool. They never call him Deadpool. They call him the Deadpool. Oh, I don't remember the part. Yeah, right, it but, broke but my little heart. Then Baraka showed up for Mortal then, Kombat, but and you, I was confused. You had the toy though, so it didn't break your heart. That's that much. I honestly don't think I've seen that movie since I saw it in the movie theater. So I watch it every for, Friday just to, my, just to my appreciate good shit. Well, let me ask you this, because interviews, 
might be slightly less trustworthy than trailers. So I'm a little worried about your uh, uh, selection process uh, of the indie flicks where you're like, you know what, this motherfucker can act. Obviously, it wasn't Twilight that did it for you. So like, no, it's Twilight. It's was, <laughs> Blue Moon. Did any one particular of his more indie-ish What's the Lighthouse kind of, movie called? The Lighthouse? Is it just called The Lighthouse? The Lighthouse, yeah. I, I couldn't pull up it's The Lighthouse? The Deadpool. <laughs> I stink. The, the, the thing about The Lighthouse is there's a lot Deadpool of very quiet. There's I a mean, lot the of very quiet moments. No. There's a lot of like him just thinking. And to me, he had like Batman face in that movie a lot. Which you. Batman face is something like this. He does that shit a lot. Batman. Oh, you need to put the glasses on now. See, I that's how you know. It's, see, that's how you know Clark Kent <laughs> shit works. Um, um, but yeah, that was. See, the... Did you see the King? I did. I did. So for me, the King was like, "Oh shit, the, this motherfucker. He's gonna be good." That was he's his tryout for you. Well, I mean, to, to bat like a French Batman, two hundred percent. I'm like, you know, he could definitely do it and lose in a money fight. 2000 percent uh because you don't want to throw down with tim chalamet bro he's he fucking pulls spice out of thin air good old um, timmy chalamet but you know for me it was the king i'm like he, he can definitely fucking do it like he could definitely pull that shit off because that was like more of a brooding oh, i'm gonna do things because i have to do it. but in the french like he was this close to having a fucking so we're like yeah, i will fight you but i will not be happy about it my my men will kill you um but I, I had a good feeling about his performance, really in general terms. When they announced this movie, personally, I had two almost instantaneous reactions. I was like, F another fucking Batman movie? You've got to be kidding me. What are, what are we even doing? And it's outside the world of the very undeniably successful Joker flick that we just got with fucking Joaquin Phoenix. That's, that's crazy to me. Uh, I didn't get it. <clears throat> and also, we're coming off of the... We were coming off of, like, the roller coaster of uh, Batfleck getting his own flick and being able to do what he's got to do. And he's like, well, I'm not going to play Batman. I'm just going to make this movie. And I like him as a movie maker. I like fucking Argo. I like, you know, I like all his shit, really. Um, but then, to say, like, oh, well, this this is what we're going to get and you know, this is the direction it's going to go. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Then I started seeing the cast. The cast, bar none, are home run hitters. It may as well have been called the fucking Gotham City Lumberyard <laughs> because they were, they are collectively like one of the best fucking bunches, a bunch of actors that I, that I can really think of in any flick in any format in any genre unbelievable cast that they put together so it obviously really, was the main guy but yeah everyone felt, else down the line was dope it felt like they were just like who is like get us the top one percent of active talent and who's available for these months and we'll just fucking figure it out Be like fuck colin farrell's available but we needed the penguin maybe uh fuck maybe. it let's make him fat you're like we we it's gonna be Colin Farrell, but nobody, including some of his co-stars, was gonna know that it's Colin Farrell. Like he literally fooled unintentionally has, has people anyone, in the movie with him. Has anyone had more fun in a movie ever? 
according to their performance than Colin Farrell maybe in the Danny Batman. DeVito also maybe, as Penguin, though. maybe it's just like it you get to play Penguin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You have yeah. the most goddamn fun. Colin Farrell <laughs> in his Tony Soprano meets the Penguin. They got in the fucking Penguin walk. They had to bind his feet to do it, but motherfucker was flapping around. They did it. I, dude, I, it was, it was beyond enjoyable. There, there's a scene in this flick where they reveal the Batmobile as a demon, like the, 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 as a demon. I tried to fight it too. Cool, cool, cool. Where you just see it like fucking turn on and it has fire spin out of its asshole and its nostrils. Is that the Batmobile or is that Christine? Cause that Dude, motherfucker's alive. That thing's breathing. When when Colin Farrell looks like he shit his tuxedo britches, looking at the which, car, which can happen. And then I think I I don't know if it's just my read of it because I was enjoying the fuck out of Batman figuring out his life. The first day out with the Batmobile, I'm pretty sure he flooded it because it's like looks like he's gonna ram this. Like <laughs> I was you so see, you see the Batmobile's tongue come out. <laughs> yeah, I was so enamored. Then fucking he takes off that chase scene. As as masterful as the chase scene itself was, Colin Farrell when he thinks he's escaped the Batman. And he's like, I fucking got you. So, and the Batmobile comes from hell's anus to fucking ro- this. This Batman killed. This Batman killed nobody, but he attempted to murder the Penguin because this he motherfucker killed my expectations. That's hundred, and this is the first Batman who hasn't killed on screen since fucking. 1968 like every single one of them so either like the black and white floppy eared batman with his <laughs> yeah exactly up to his nipple. <laughs> dude i colin farrell is a fucking delight and if you told me yeah, that we great. would now be on i think this is the fourth actor to play a live action incarnation of the penguin and it's still just like if you play the penguin you kick the shit the the gotham one so so danny devito Danny DeVito. Oh, uh, the Gotham we, Show one. Yeah, yeah. The Gotham Show one. Yeah, yeah. We got fucking Rocky's trainer. Um, and now Colin Farrell, um, which is funny because, like, they're Get now up, more... Get Batman, because <laughs> Penguin loves you. There are more skinny motherfuckers playing Penguin than chubby ones, which I take umbrage with. Listen, but first and first mostly, Penguins are very fit. They just have a nice layer of insulation <laughs> over them. I get you it. guys fucking I, taking shots. At I get it, John. You're trying to explain why you put on a couple pounds for the winter uh, before this you COVID, got damn it. ripped back into shape, you delicious son of a let, bitch. Let me ask you this. Obviously, coming off of your uh, favorite Batman claim, uh, we clearly know that fucking uh, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer's Catwoman led Yo! to many, many adolescent sleepless nights. Um... <laughs> I mean that pleather must have like skyrocketed on the st- <laughs> the, pl- the pleather uh, shares on the stock market went up overnight <clears throat> when she came rocking that shit <clears throat> shiny and delicious. But uh, what did you think about Zoe's uh, Zoe Kravitz um, performance? How did you like her as Catwoman? She fucking crushed it. That was one of those Which performances is tough to do, that cause she's like five foot nothing. That's true. Yeah, it's true. Um, she brought her very specific energy. She has a, an aura about her, as as Lenny Kravitz does too. Um, but she brings a certain amount of 
magnetism and her mom whatever role fucking Lisa she's Bonet's in got that same like there are certain people not not i'm not even limiting this to performers there are certain people that like in person when they walk in a room the energy of the room shifts and is there somebody it. behind like you? Me. Are there two like people me. behind like, you? Like on either side? Oh, you're it's pointing me, to yourself. Lenny Kravitz, Oof. Lisa Bonet. Yeah. We just we're magnetic people. We're, we we got mean, that good energy. If you rub like a penny on your head for a little while, maybe, maybe. Um, but yeah, I thought she was fucking dope as hell. And I had that same feeling, not knowing too much of her work. I mean, she's obviously not too not too tough to look at. She's a beautiful woman. But um, I had that same experience or, or reaction to her uh, in her comparatively s- much smaller role in the, the fucking the recent Mad Max flick. Like, regardless of what was going on, I'm like, Charlize Theron is dope. She's a giant. She's got one arm missing. She's fighting dudes right and left, flames shooting out of her butt crack. And I'm like, I wonder what Zoe's up to. Like, <laughs> she just has one of those auras that draw your attention. And uh, if anything, and the character might be able to, you can say this about the character probably. When they shared the screen, your eyes just like immediately fucking go to her. Like what, not even just because again of her look, it's what is she going to do now? What is she about to say? Like she always carries this energy. The Whatever she's about to do or say is important. So you better pay attention. And there was something I really loved about they played a lot of aspects of that character very close to the close to the vest because they didn't feel this weird compulsion to explain everything. Uh, seeing what some people thought about the film, they were like, "Well, is she a a jewel thief?" Be like, "Motherfucker, she had like professional unlock shit tools." Yes, she was like far more polished at her job than Batman was. Like it wasn't My even God, fucking yeah. close. Batman could have been her sidekick. Yeah, she's clearly been doing the Catwoman shit for a long time and I'm and I'm totally here for it. There's rumors that the uh, original uh, HBO Max project they were doing two, they were doing one about the GCPD and one about uh one about the penguin uh a prequel series about the penguin apparently the gcpd series might be shifting to a catwoman limited series on hbo max Hmm. and seeing her performance i'm like fuck yeah throw her in bloodhaven let me see what the fuck happens next now her the only other one that brought like this light energy to the film meaning like colin farrell had a lot of fucking fun uh, yeah. Batman, uh, he, though, was... He chewed up every scene he was in. Uh, in the best way. She had yeah. this, like, Rightfully certain so. amount of brightness to her performance. The only other one that led to, like, really genuine teehees for me, <laughs> Jeffrey Wright, I thought he was only good to me when he was a robot. It turns out... Doesn't look like anything to me. Commissioner Gordon crushes it. There is one moment in this film... That immediately launched him to the upper echelon of my favorite Jim Gordons of all time. <laughs> and that's where he, Catwoman, has turned on the bat signal. Batman and Jim show up and they're like, the fuck? I thought you called. What do you mean I called? And he pulls his piece. And Batman's like, no guns, Jim. And he's like, bitch, that's that's you. Like, he doesn't call Batman a bitch, yeah. but he calls Batman a bitch. He's like, that's he your thing. With his eyes. There is, there are so many great Jim Gordon moments, yeah. and and I I didn't hate that Gotham show. I didn't love it, 
But one thing about Gotham that a lot of movies suffer from the same thing as the Gotham TV series is they're always kind of tempting you for what the finished product will be. The Mm. same way that this movie is very much a year two Batman. They pointed out a few times, Jim Gordon is not commissioner yet, but he fucking is everything that that character needs to be. Minus the the job title. He's going to be fast forward two years, fast forward five years. Which has to do, I think, with the age category anyway like at that point you nobody's got to tell you what your favorite flavor of ice cream is you fucking know nobody's got to tell you like what to do when somebody done turn on your fucking bat light when you didn't ask alexa to do it it just did it itself no no no, there's gonna be a problem i'm gonna piece up right now uh and he's just very good at that that's a character that is that is self-assured not so much as like i know what's about to happen next but more in the sense of like, I know what I'm going to do. Yeah. I know how I, I'm going to address this issue. He was f- perfect for it. Just great casting. I also really love that he kind of had his own, not not sidekick, but you could tell him and Officer Martinez were buddies because the whole time Officer Martinez is trying to do the right thing. He's like, there's a dude dressed like a bat. He shouldn't fucking be here. And Jim's like, come on. <laughs> He's like, come on. Don't worry about it. I, I imagine Officer Martinez's first name is Marty. So he's like, ah, Marty Martinez, come on. We busted all those drugs. Um, if you, you don't told roll up me. You don't roll into Gotham with this alliteration in your name and not expect to see some weird shit. Come on, Martinez. Uh, the, 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 fact, together. the fact that Officer Martinez has a full arc in this film yeah. is proof of just how good the writing was in this film. If you If you told me, like, a character you're going to be compelled by is is one of the random cops that doesn't like the cut of Batman's jib. I would have said, yo, motherfucker, when did you direct a bunch of films called Star Wars? Because you're a liar. Just like one wow. toy boy, George Lucas. John, did you prepare? Hold on. Let me give you the, the trademark Gordon... Shit, biatch, look, because I don't want to say it out loud. Hell yeah, I was prepared. Come on. Well, hit him with the catchphrase, baby. Put him up. Han shot first, mother sucker. Clink. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. Happy St. Patty's Day. John, talking about good old Jim Gordon, we have to, have to, have to talk about Andy Sudeikis, uh, Andy Sudeikis. That's a much different. That's wow. a much different that, film. That that movie just fucking just went to a different <laughs> level for me. Andy Serkis as the lovable, as the shit taking from a very grumpy Bruce, uh, Alfred Pennyworth in full badass limping fashion. Walk me through, man. How do you think he did? What did you think about the way the character was shown? And how mad were you at fucking Pattinson for not respecting his father figure? Well, he, here's the thing. And and the Alfred character has had, my opinion, a lot of up and downs, right? So they, they often don't know, at least on the big screen, how to portray this character. So much so that when they end up going in a different direction, like the more badass version, it seems like insincere. You know what I mean? It's like like showing a grandma character that you've only seen pushing a fucking little 
shopping cart, uh, you know, for an entire flick, all of a sudden starts doing kung fu and, you know, like like saving the day. Like, that. get the fuck out of here. Um, so I, I actually haven't loved really any of the Alfreds that we've gotten thus far. Not even the um, one that was a computer program and made his niece a Batgirl suit with kind of puffy rubber nipples? Not even that one? Welcome not to the ba -ba -ba Batcave. Welcome not, to the Batcave. Get out of here. Not even that one. Like I didn't care if I was going to get a Pepsi free. I didn't care <laughs> if I was going to get some Max Hedrum action. I did not like it. Um, but I, I really like this character, uh, that, like this depiction. And uh, it was probably closest to uh, what's his face, the the the, the bat the bat fleck uh, version. I forget the actor's name. Uh, It'll lose. I'll pull it up. Wonderful, wonderful actor also. But you also got this uh, this feeling that like this was a character. This Alfred is someone who, if he could physically do it, all the all the batification that was going on, he fucking might. Like he has yeah. his shit together. And also, he's far more connected to the real world than Bruce is, and and you could see this is a character. He's like, like, like you were saying, like that disrespectful laugh. Like, You're not my dad. He's like, I know. But on the same token, he raised this little motherfucker. And for everything wrong about Bruce and all the mistakes that he makes, uh, and all the times that he puts himself in harm's way unnecessarily, even when you're doing the vigilante thing that he's doing. Alfred is always going to take that weight and you could fucking see it, right? Like you can see this is a dude. He does not get much sleep. He's got worry on his mind, but on the same token, he's part of the real world that Bruce is now trying to navigate and fake it for that matter, which is the reason why that teaching does not stop. And, and hopefully yeah. we're going to get the, the, the culmination of this, of what I think is supposed to be planned as a trilogy above and beyond the spin-offs that we're going to get on the, the small screen. Um, but yeah, what I was going to say was like Matt Reeves as the writer and the director and like the resident Batman expert, like this was a flick or again, hopefully a slate of flicks that he wanted to make, right? Like this is yeah. Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings, whether you liked it, loved it or someplace in the middle. You know Peter Jackson loved this shit. So I could only imagine Matt Reeves sat there loving the bejesus out of what he was doing there every single day. And granted, they had a very truncated uh, experience, I'm sure, to what they would have wanted. Um, but he, he knew these characters. It's not just enough to say, well, he's making a Batman flick. He really knows Batman. Okay, that's all well and good. And regardless of what the taglines might tell you, the Batman story is not just about fucking Batman, right? The Batmobile is a character. Fuck yeah. The fucking a scary cave one. is a character. Fucking, you know, all of the assistants, the frenemy aspect of Catwoman, very important character, Alfred. But Gotham City is a fucking character. And that was probably the one thing that I took away from this more than anything else. This is my favorite Gotham City. I I love that they really leaned into the like yes, this is this is a dark and brutal version of New York City. Like MSG is in it, Times Square is in it, and they don't fuck around with the idea of just being like Gotham Square. Like they they yeah. they didn't feel the need 
to craft something beyond what it needed to to be but instead found the devil in every detail i love the fact that there's that in real life times square there's that weird fucking building in the middle of it that no one knows what the shit goes on in there and for this movie they're like no it's the, the wall drop building yeah the waynes moved out of the mansion and they moved into a building in the heart of gotham uh, the little choices like that were just so well curated so well curated rather so well designed it was impossible not to love it jeremy irons by the way played alfred jeremy irons thank you in thank in you. snyder's film what i loved about this alfred though in the batman um i love that the alfred um points out the fact that like he was incapable of being a dad he was suddenly charged with the responsibility of a broken kid and all he could teach that kid and he says it in the film all i could teach you was how to fight sure like so it's partially the the the, the question is, of why which is like probably what he thinks but we all know it can, that's yeah, not I mean, true that's not true he gave this motherfucker all all the the ammunition that he has to get through this world including the fighting shit but like yeah. everything else the stuff that he's still learning the stuff stuff that he's still perfecting that shit comes from alfred too it's not where john it, I, where else would it come from i gotta tell you my 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 <laughs> little my little emotional heart got all worked up when <sighs> when pattinson is talking to alfred Af alfred wakes up from state of coma <laughs> to bruce being like fuck you i hate you Fuck you! And like six lines later, Bruce is like, I thought I had shed fear. But what I do fear is losing yeah. the people I love. Alfred's like, you're not fucking Daredevil. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what I, I, dude, I couldn't love that scene or that moment more where you see that ultimately, the, like whoever Bruce was before becoming Batman, and whoever he eventually pretends to be hmm. as whatever new incarnation of Bruce Wayne we're going to see that's going to function like a mask, which I cannot wait to see his version of, of phony baloney Bruce Wayne trying to be a playboy with loose teeth and not wanting to fucking shower more than once a month, which might be the fucking guy in real life from the way he shows up to some interviews um, like dude, you're still wearing the batman pants though dude like you're not you're not fooling anybody no those special tuxedo pants very expensive <laughs> um i love i love the soul of these characters they just for me it's one of those situations where they just consistently consistently hit it out of the park let's get to well, the you know, main those, man well real, real quick before we get too far out of the out yeah. of the uh the the lane um you also as well as and i i did want to bring it up like the preparation the batman prep which to me as a superman guy is a punchline because like we mentioned before superman uh batman fans rather i sometimes refer to them as batman apologists uh will always come at you like well if enough preparation with enough preparation with enough preparation dude this is in real life we don't get fucking preparation in a crazy comic book world where you can throw anything at, at, at literally anything you can think of uh at a, at a character who's got preparation time but like you said he had the wherewithal to 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 pack in these like fucking little flying squirrel suits 
Uh, and it immediately made me think of one of our top fucking sponsors. Because I just imagined Bruce Wayne standing up there looking down on Gotham being like, where are we dropping? <laughs> just like Sergeant Finesse. You can find Sergeant Finesse gaming on both Twitch and Facebook. Multiple streams every day. Outstanding video game content. Supporter games, co-streams, giveaways, contests. Don't be a sucker. Check them out today. If you need to pick me up, though, so simple. Follow the white rabbit over to sneakenergy.com. Use code SGT at checkout. Mmm. Legitimately, legitimately so good. Uh, use code SGT at checkout, like I said. Looking for some fresh new merch. Ooh, like maybe it's Patty's Irish Pub Day. That's, that's the holiday, right? Okay, cool. Uh, go over to geeksunleashed.com. Use code SARGE. That's S-A-R-G-E. Check out there when the Sarge is on deck. Yes, salute. GG, son. Sarge has had a hell of a past couple of weeks, so make sure you get out there and support him. I've mentioned it before. I'll mention it again. Every week, we are just the show that keeps on giving. Every Wednesday, the first second, it is Wednesday on the East Coast. You get full access to our brand new audio episode. But if that's not enough for you, you greedy, greedy sons of bitches, you get to see our beautiful faces almost every single Wednesday. Sometimes the very special episodes on Thursdays. You can see us on Facebook. You get to see us on the YouTube and you get to see us on the purple site. Did Twitch. we just become one of our own sponsors? I fucking oh, love that. Absolutely. You can find all of our content over at US Comics HQ. That is our social media handle. You can follow, find every single audio episode anywhere you listen to podcasts by looking up US Comics Cast. But there are only so many hours. There, there, there are only so many hours of entertainment every day that we can give. The Sarge gives you almost endless content. We give you hours and hours of content each and every week, but you need something for when you're jogging, when you're driving to work, when you just want to chill and enjoy some tunage. And that's when you turn to one of my absolute favorite bands, Bad Mary. You can follow them on all social media at Bad Mary Band. But because they, like the Sarge, like us, just are the gift that keeps on giving they drop their brand new album anywhere you can listen to stream music you can listen to bad mary and their new album rock and roll classics volume six it is fresh you're gonna hear a track from that new album at the end of this episode they do perform our opening theme tune so go show them some love bad mary band and you can throw yeah. money directly at them over on patreon.com forward slash bad mary they, john uh... They have some uh, some live events coming up too, so check keep your eye open for those invites. I'm gonna be going for sure. Oh, um, absolutely! Well, have the U.S. Yeah. Comics meetup. So now now that we've paid some bills, um, and and we did talk about possibly my favorite Gotham ever, and I do include this might be shocking to some. I do include fucking the animated series in that in that uh, uh voting pool. This was literally my favorite Gotham. I could imagine... It's not just that like Gotham is like preset and it can't be fucking affected where it's problematic or it's beautiful. Like This was a Gotham... You know what struck me? I, I will often drive through Manhattan at unfucking godly hours of the night. And that allows you to do two things if you're not very careful. A, speed through Manhattan, which is like <laughs> fucking unheard of. 
uh, because nobody wants to give you more uh, a ticket more than a Manhattan cop when you're going too fast. Uh, but the other, like the inverse of that, is because there's nobody honking at your tail to get stuck looking around, and there is so much beauty, like carved into the the fucking city. It is, it's like really fucking like like mind blowing, almost to the point where like you might pass the same building fifty fucking times and only notice the the fucking gargoyle three stories up. One time, because you happen to be stuck at a light, or a taxi cab is picking somebody up, blah, 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 blah. This Gotham, this cinematic Gotham, had that same element to it. Where, like, you could see, if you reround the clock, if Marty McFly was a fucking officer, uh, uh, Marty uh, Martinez's cousin, Marty McFly. Uh, uh, if you had the DeLorean, you can go backwards, like, into the heyday of Gotham, when it was nice and clean and shiny and bright and, Right? That was a fucking beautiful... That shit probably did look like Metropolis. But this was a version, like, this was... This was like a, the dirtied-up angel, right? The angel, Like, the, the prom queen, but the hem of her dress. It's got a little bit of fucking... A little bit of dirt and grime on it. Maybe she lost the heel running up the steps. Um, that, like, that aspect of it, that brought such an element of realism to it for me. Uh, that I like, I like, they had me, bro. Like they fucking yeah. sucked me, and I'm like, all right, you got me. You set the stage for a story that I am now going to. I have no choice but to pay attention to the details, like you refer to it. The devil is in the details. That's how they hook you. They don't hook you with a trailer. Like, oh shit, the Batmobile looks like a muscle car now. I'm definitely gonna spend this money. No, 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 no. When they tell you, look, we are putting the effort of telling a good fucking story. That regardless of whatever crazy ass shenanigans happen during the course of these three hours, that will never happen in your everyday real life. You're still gonna sit there and be like, "I could see it. I could definitely fucking see it." And you, the, um, I was just gonna say that like the character also that was the the human embodiment of that was fucking Carmine Falcone, man. Whew. John fucking Torturo. I didn't even know he was in the fucking movie. Yeah, because he, he wasn't bringing anybody their socks. So Charlie's like, nah, nah, I'm good. I'm good on that. He And, and I don't want to spoil everything, everything, just in case somebody's hanging around that hasn't seen it yet. Um, but there is a connection in this flick that when it happens, I sat back and was like, oh, shit, that's right. That is actually true. And, and it's from is, the comics. But that's what I'm saying. Like, th this is something like, and I was reminded as a fucking comic book geek self-affirmed that i'm like yeah, that that is fucking accurate that's right did but that it, pop up into your head like as they were saying it you were like literally like going through back issues of your mind because yeah. i yeah. i punched jess like with the strength of if yeah, she no. dumped me because i knocked her out in the batman everyone would understand like they, the cops would be like sorry he remembered some shit yeah no yeah, i i, I loved it you you the the thing about the city that I love and about the movie as a whole is if Nolan made Batman in the real world, if that was his goal with the, with the Nolan trilogy, that's tired. But if that was his goal, what, what their goal for the Batman was, what if Gotham was real? Totally. Not what if, does that make sense? What I'm saying yeah, though? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's like nothing felt not Gotham the way that it has in other right, films, right, right. but also it didn't feel like paper mache. 
Like if if in the next one of the like if they do make this a trilogy franchise, yeah, I think it's gonna. If happen he winds it, up on it's a kicking the shit out of everything, I mean theaters, it's so it's I'm crushing sure it's it. Gonna happen. If I was them, I'd be like the HBO Max release is pushed back a week. Let's see how much more money we can milk out of people. Charlie, go see it a third time. Um, money, please. Um, I could imagine Batman on a gargoyle. I could imagine a gargoyle on top of one of these fucking buildings. They turned Wayne Manor into an orphanage. Like that's the most Gotham nonsense awesomeness i've ever fucking heard if anything justified his haircut more i i i don't know what it was like that was like you know i i get it that would be a that's like you go home and like you haven't been haven't been home in years and you realize they turned my bedroom into a fucking into the home gym that's (laughs) fucked up man what the hell's going on no no i agree with you and and clearly the like that effect of like when you when you when you know somebody like you You've been palling around with somebody for a while to the point where, like, you know what I really like about this person, what I, a couple of things that I would change if I could, and then you meet their parents. And you're like, ah, okay, now I get it. That uh-huh. was the relationship between Gotham and all these fucking maniacs. There's no other, there's no other way to refer to them that makes sense. These fucking maniacs running around like ticks on the back of a fucking rabid dog. The dog being named a pit bull that's named Gotham, and all these little fucking critters running around on his back. But um, I'm I'm pretty sure where you were going, uh, with the ultimate. And I look, whomever's in the chat that wants to fucking say say otherwise, you're more than welcome to. But for all the good, and great, and there was plenty fucking of it. The one thing that I did expect walking in the doors, fucking opening those double doors like I was just like a spaghetti western or a Mandalorian. It's like chink, chink, chink. I know what I'm going to fucking get right now. That I was going to love whatever this motherfucker had for me, bar none, because I have never, literally never been disappointed by this guy, even in shitty material, much less great material. My boy Paul Dano, bro. This motherfucker. Holy this shit. Moon faced, mumbling summer bitch. He brought it. He I fucking mean, when, brought it, dude. Paul Dano. This for you, brother. When he gets his meat and potato scene, there's a scene in Arkham Asylum where he just took the bite out of that film like it was a sandwich. This motherfucker goes to first and first mostly they do a bait and switch that i literally was like no and then they were like like, we we just fucking with you and i was like oh good and then motherfucker starts freaking out because he's nuts as shit and i'm just like they set me up for a world where they're like what if all of batman's villains hear us out what if they're not only crazy what if they're all fucking crazy though (laughs) Like, there was a level of of nuts that Paul Dano brought to this film that was fucking so chilling. Because one thing the film didn't get out of me was, like, when Riddler's doing his shit with duct tape and bombs on people and he's yeah. kind of pulling a saw. Murderous that, type shit. That shit was all done effectively. But totally, at no yeah. point was I, like, on my... I wasn't, like, rubbing my belly, like, oh, so satisfying. That Arkham, from the moment he takes off his fucking mask to the end of the film, 
everything he did, I was like, this guy's a fucking genius. And it wasn't up for debate. I had no question that Paul Dano was a genius. But you doing genius shit in a film that doesn't even need the level of performance he put out. Holy fucking shit, man. Give him all of the... As much as people were saying, like, everyone gave Kevin Smith shit for saying that spider-man should be nominated for fucking something it made all the money in the world if paul dano doesn't get some sort of acknowledgement His... for the work he put in i'm gonna freak the fuck out you you don't you don't get to like you don't play multiple scenes with a cat that's always in character like fucking daniel day lewis and not walk away uh improved at, at your craft and paul dano fucking started the day as one of the best cats doing what he does uh, out there, um, his performance was tremendous. But I, I want to say this about the character because at the end of the day, it's, it's really obviously about the characters and the story that they're telling. Sincerely, has there been a more effective slash successful member of Batman's rogues gallery than... Paul Dano's Riddler was in this flick. No, Honestly, you mean I, I can't totally think of it. I, mean, I don't like, think they've ever let Batman lose this hard, ever. <laughs> Batman is like the John Cena of fucking superheroes. Like, he even, they even let him beat Superman. And he was like, just a technicality, let fucking Supes walk out of the ring with his belt still. And I'm talking about his regular belt, holding up his little panties. I'm not talking about the championship belt. Like, Paul Dano's fucking Riddler, he did it. Like, he did precisely what he fucking set out to do. And in that, to, the analogy for that is, he wrote to Santa not once, not once a week, but he fucking wrote letters to Santa every day from the, uh, fucking October 1st to December 24th. Asking for one particular thing for Christmas that year. He was like, I only want this one thing. And Christmas rolled around. And Santa's like, here you go, Riddler. You got it. And he's like, this is what I wanted. Like, the, he fucking did everything he intended to do. And it still wasn't enough. And isn't that just a fucking way? doesn't make a difference how many punches to the face. It doesn't make a difference how many times your little feeties get run over by the Batmobile. It doesn't make a difference how many times... Catwoman catches you come out of the pool and you're like, no, that was significant shrinkage. No, <laughs> why? When you want something so bad and you get it and you have done dirt to do that shit and it turns out not to be the fucking end-all be-all that you expected, what greater fucking way to say like, see, don't be an asshole. Don't be like Riddler. Don't be like Paul Dano because you're going to let end up fucking bunking next to probably the joker and shit is gonna go definitely bad from there truly spoiler heavy i am so looking forward to in a flick that made it a point to say fuck you to these after credits bullshit they still give us like a last last few seconds of the fourth quarter hail mary to like i'm glad i didn't have to take a piss for this one i'm looking at you shang chi oh you're like oh shit there he is. And it was more of a, I'll, I'll put it this way. The, the, the fucking, the, the, the end of it all worked so, so well for me because the, the flick was the flick, right? 
Like you walked out of the theater, you weren't talking about like, oh, that was, and that was Joker next door to him, and then he's gonna. No, no, no. You were talking about this fucking movie. This movie, above and beyond, I I would say the best compliment that I can give this movie is that it transcended the genre of like, oh, it's a comic book movie. It was just a fucking great movie. Period. Agreed. It was a great movie. Period. You walked out of the theater, back to the car, talking about the movie, not talking about what was next. You're like, oh, Joker's gonna do this. No, obviously they're gonna fucking team up, and that's gonna be a real problem for our boy rolling into year three. Um, but you know what? Though we'll cross that fucking bridge when we get to it. We not might might not see it for years. So yeah. let's go about your business. I was so so satisfied. In that, yeah. I did sit back and rub the old belly. Well, that was, again, that was one of this film. This film did so much right. If it had superpowers, the Batman would have been Superman because this motherfucker didn't stop giving because one of the many things that this film did so right, like you were saying, was you didn't leave just being like, okay, what's next to eat? It wasn't Chinese food. It was a full five-course fucking meal to the point where people were, were, were... the one point of uh, common, the one common complaint about this film was that its third act felt stapled on. And the third act of this film is the most comic booky part of the entire picture. Uh, it's fucking awesome. You said that it's ripped perfectly. right out of the comic books. You said that perfectly. Elaborate. More compliments for me. No, no, that's all you're going to get. Matter of fact, that's all you're going to get for probably the next several episodes. That's all right. It's it, it, at least I got the one. It, it'll it, be enough. It'll be enough. It was to the point where one thing I do want to point out because another argument I, I feel the compulsion to have online, but instead I just wait for this podcast to do it. John, that wasn't adrenaline. He shot himself with oh. Batman about to be in a coma. Shot himself up with Venom. Bane and I don't mean for anyone who is sh- unaware. Oh my god, the fact that this film ends with Riddler getting a new best friend in the Joker, and like five minutes ago, they were like, Guess what exists? Death Venom, bro. Earlier in the episode, over on our Facebook chat, because we are live, our buddy mentioned that they were trying to do long Halloween. Guess what, film goers? They aggressively were not. Because Long Halloween, imagine the fact that this film, the shit that our little Brucey boy went through in this film, isn't shit compared to what he's going to go through when the city potentially has to rebuild after this fucking crazy martial law and Penguin's taking power and Batman is trying in his own head to be this symbol of hope while simultaneously electrocuting teens on fucking subway tunnels. You're telling me that a Batman character in a Batman flick has an arc where he changes from the beginning of the movie to the end? That's crazy. Now you're just talking crazy. Not only does he change, though, John... The fucking guy in his own head, the way that we always talk fucking endlessly with these movies about like, well, you know, the reason that Thanos is such a compelling character is that he believes the shit he says. That's just a character thing. But I would argue this is the first time the Batman or Batman or Brucey Boy or Bats 
has ever looked in the mirror and made a conscious decision that while wearing fucking almost all black tactical armor with a tank car with all sorts of fucking gadgets, he has grappling guns coming out of his bahu. This motherfucker goes, I'm a symbol of hope for Gotham. Because the reflection of Gotham can't be fucking Superman. It has to be an asshole in a bat mask because Gotham sucks. Oh my God, John, I couldn't love can I, can I tell you the three my, hours more. My, the moment that I was like, because we didn't see this flick together. Um, the, the moment that I was sitting there where Charlie first popped into my mind, the eye makeup, man. Oh my god, the I didn't even mention how much I love the makeup, eye makeup. Dude, I was like, Charlie is gonna be a happy little camper. Definitely wearing his fucking Robin underoos for sure. And by the way, Bloodhaven does exist. So that was that was moment number at that point it was moment number <laughs> seven hundred and twelve. I'm like, Charlie's gonna like that and this, that and this. but yeah, the, the fucking um uh, um the the eye makeup the f- and for me I, I'm only gonna sit here and hope considering that I send you the copy for the episode description <laughs> so quickly that I didn't even proofread it. I was so happy with myself. I was my, I think I pulled a fucking muscle patting myself on the back for it. Please, please, please tell me that you caught the William Shakespeare bust in Wayne tower. Please yeah, tell me, John, I caught if you it. didn't and- lie. The second time I saw the film, I went I went solo. I slapped a stranger on the arm and I was like, that's the bust, like in 1966. Tell make sure you tell John. <laughs> like you um, drive to Jersey, tell my brother, you son of a bitch. Everything uh, about this fucking flick so rules. much about it. Like two hundred percent that that the the green liquid, quote unquote, um, that that is hundred percent going to be lead to what and like venom what ends up giving bane his all his banitudes um but also the fact like fucking the iceberg lounge is literally come on maybe only the batmobile has had more constant appearances in this material because even fucking things that are not about or where penguin doesn't have like a, a, yeah. a vested interest in the story the fucking iceberg lounge always, always fucking shows up. It's like uh, it's like Nina in a fucking Hirschfeld uh, drawing. Like you know, it's gonna be there. You can play this little mini game with yourself, just kind of determining where it is. Maybe um, Ace Chemicals is the only like building mentioned honestly, more. Maybe not even. I would I would say it's a push to say like that. It's as much. Um, what else? What else? Um, the fucking cards that Rizzler, Riddler was throwing out there, like, it was almost like, it was almost a, uh, a Where's Waldo for the rest of Batman's fucking rogues gallery. Because here again, here, they, they, if someone just told you the elevator pitch for it, immediately I would have thought, I'm like, three? Three fucking? Nah, that's, that's too much, dude. Like, at that point, now you're going to, to Schumacher territory because... Is this is while we have gotten plenty of Batman, some might say ad nauseum, and some uh, would be me. But you, the movie's still the fucking the Batman. It's not Batman and Friends. So all of these fucking other characters and Batman has, I think, I think pretty pretty safely you can say it, the most 
interesting and varied rogues gallery, if not the most powerful. And I think that belongs to Spider-Man. You can't really take them away from him. Um, they like you're gonna put money in Vegas on them in a throwdown because he's very powerful physically. Um, but just the fact that they were able to work in uh, so many of, of the fucking other baddies, uh, just using that simple fucking mechanism, which was important to the storytelling. It's it's one of those things. Truly, it's like Reeves was such a great superhero name. It's like he was playing the like, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? Game sitting in the fucking back of the Riveras as they're heading late to a movie yet again. Uh, like he fucking took all of these elements and he said we're gonna work all this shit in. It was like very Favreau esque. He's like, just co- I'll collect all these fucking loosey goosey little toys and moments and details. And we're going to make a cohesive fucking thing out of it. For that reason, I had no problem with the three hours. Because really, again, no, I didn't have to pee. It did not feel like three hours to me. I I couldn't believe it was, like, over. Because, again, three hours seems like such a fucking And the haul. third act goes so fast. And I it's think just so awesome. <laughs> well, but yeah, there's so much stuff. And and we didn't really get into the whole, the, to the Thomas Wayne aspect of it because he's another guy he has been all over the fucking map he really has been like oh he's a total fucking asshole oh no in another world he becomes Batman. like thomas wayne as a character across all mediums like fucking negan is gonna put everybody relax everybody (laughs) just like take a step back dude thomas wayne for the longest time his his fucking calling card was like probably making a bad call of an alleyway to cut through just to save what like 30 fucking seconds, letting your wife go to him, fucking go out late at night in a questionable neighborhood wearing a pearl necklace, flaunting it about. Come on, Thomas Wayne. Um, well, she was a bit so nuts. Much. She insisted. What they never tell you is it was the pearl necklace. It was like a hockey jersey, and it was snow pants that she was wearing, that crazy bitch. Um, you want to get that number, girl? Martha, nice. right? I do. Yeah, fuck. Martha? What do you mean, Martha? Uh, one of my it's like absolute... every superhero comes after me. Did you say Martha? No, no. Well, no. I think my... F- I, the movie itself is fucking pitch perfect. I love it so much. Can't wait to watch it again. Yeah, it immediately too. gets rocketed into my top 10 superhero films. I'm pretty sure it's going to comfortably sit in my top five. But let's be honest, until I've seen a movie 10, 15 times, I can't properly just place it know. in just my top five because I haven't done the, the research. <laughs> when I tell you no, no meme has brought me more joy than when people backtracked when Bruce would have gone to the movie theater and his parents would have gotten killed in front of him. Then the fact that the timing of this film and the age of Battinson means that they did not go see Zorro, but they instead got themselves three tickets to Jay and Silent Bob strike back. And little Bruce Wayne was leaving the theater ready to be a film director because he had all the ins to get into Hollyweird and then became fucking Justice. Motherfucker, like, that means in this universe, according to that meme, thus my headcanon, Batman is more based on Bluntman than he is on Zorro, which I'm fucking here for. Come the fuck on. Also, just a real quick mention, 
you actually see Battenson apply the eye makeup, and it felt like a, a, a heavy-handed nod to the crow. It's like a little tin of makeup, and just the way he's doing it feels sh like a shot ripped right out of the crow film, um, which wouldn't surprise me because this, this film clearly knows the shoulders and it's, it's standing uh, on. Yeah, thank thankfully for that because this fucking crow reboot or reboot does not want to get made. He's <laughs> he like, not. oh, the character comes back for the dead, but this fucking franchise don't. Nope, not gonna yeah, happen. Let's. I mean, I'd what much about rather... the fact that like people have been talking about often about uh, Joker actually does have a superpower. He's got super fucking sanity. I'm like, shut, just shut, shut, shut up, shut up, shut, 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 shut your face, shut your face. <laughs> if you say that to me in person, you're gonna catch fucking five across the fucking pie hole. Super sanity in my ass. The real truth of it is that Joker is a fucking eternal. And now things start to really come together. Now you can say, well, you know what, though? Maybe the Batman preparation uh, gimmick really starts to make sense. Because God knows I wouldn't want to fucking throw down with a goddamn eternal. I don't give a fuck how many earth eggs are lying around. Not going to happen. Um, but I, yeah, short like version long. And, you know, we I think we... we yeah, we said, I think, it, we said it best. I already. think we've blown this film. Um, if we don't show up in the Batman dude, too, if there's another close-up graduation we, scene of a cock and balls in khaki, <laughs> and it's not my we brother, we were swinging off of the Batman on the ruse, like like we had a fucking hook and a little satiny yellow cape, and we're like, eh, eh, just like no, bro, I'm step I'm by doing... step in it sideways, but not really. Up the fucking building. I'm using that little gadget to clip to the rail, and I'm going to run down the building. The fact that they did nods to 1966, Jesus, this film is fucking near perfect. And I want to have the conversation with you. At us, it's US Comics HQ. I would love you to try to go uh, tit for tat with me over this versus the, the best moments of the Nolan film. I I've gone on record... Dark Knight Rises doesn't work for me. A lot of those beats are also from No Man's Land, which this film, The Batman, borrowed heavily from, especially in the third act. This Joker was really, really transformative. This film gave me so much more than I even knew to ask for because I did not think these things were possible. But we want to hear your opinion Share the episode. Get people arguing. Are John and I, I don't, just I don't so? Really, I don't really want to hear your. your are we so in sync? Well, you guys tell me your opinion. I'll force no, no. To read I, I'm talking to you, Charlie. I don't want to hear your opinion. I just. <laughs> oh no! He's going emo again. Damn it! That's my what fault. What do you mean? That's my what fault. What do you mean you don't want to go? I I, I into created the shadows the, with me. I created this vengeance. I apologize, folks. That's, that that one's on me. That one's on me. As we come to the end of St. Patrick's Day. John, there is only one way that vengeance and his sidekick, Patty's Irish Pub Boy. God damn it. There is only one way as the, as the rain falls across Gotham and by extension Jersey and Long Island. There is only one way we end this and every episode of U.S. Comics Cast. Oh, is. What is the way that oh. we do the things that we do? Oh, it is so simple. There's actually multiple steps, though, unfortunately, because of the day. First, you got to give Charlie Vengeance Boy a lozenge because that shit is definitely going to hurt tomorrow. Then you got to pour yourself a nice, ooh, green beer. And you got to, ooh, knock back one of those triangle perm cookies. But once all of that is done, 
you gotta turn the power on. You gotta turn the volume and you gotta ooh tune bad Mary and open up the window wide and scream out into the night sky. Save me, space girl. We out. Yeah.